This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is our weekly visit with Eric Heft and Ryan Harklaw as our Cyclone Radio Network team gets together to analyze the Big 12 Conference opener between Iowa State and Baylor. It's been a great series, 3-3 three and three under Matt Campbell against the Bears, and all these games seem to come down to the wire. We hope you'll enjoy our look ahead to Saturday's Big 12 opener. So, guys, Baylor's the preseason favorite from the media to win the Big 12 Conference, and yet Iowa State's favored by about a field goal in this game. I guess it kind of shows you just how wide open this Big 12 race is going to be this year. It's really hard to identify who who the worst team is in the league. I know that. Yeah. And, and who the best team is. <laughs> Both ends of the spectrum are really wide open right now. And, man, watching West Virginia, Texas Tech, and obviously Kansas, I mean, those teams have looked really good at times and really, for the most part, almost all the time. So it's going to be, it's going to be a grinder. So you've got to take care, win your home games. And, boy, tomorrow is the big one. First conference game, huge, huge game for Iowa State. Great opportunity. It is. The implications of this game are really big. If you look at last year's uh, opener to the Big 12, we were down there, obviously, at Baylor. I really feel Baylor winning that game by two points, obviously, on us, that that gave them the momentum and the confidence as they came into the Big 12 season that they could get to the Big 12 championship game. I, if you win that game down there, I think things probably end up differently for Iowa State. You obviously get some momentum. You lead to some different wins that you maybe didn't get throughout the year. So Saturday is a really big game for us in the momentum of this football season. It's not do or die, but I will tell you it's a big momentum game as you as you walk into the Big 12 play this year. Yeah, it'd be great to see Iowa State get to uh, 4-0 overall for the first time since 2000 when, when you were playing, Hark. It's just a big opportunity, as you mentioned. Guys, the trenches are big this week, really big. Probably the best test yet for both Iowa State's offensive line and defensive line. Yeah, certainly Iowa is good up front, uh, but at the same time, I don't think they can match the athleticism and, and the actual strength of Baylor. Well, they start with the nose guard, Ika. He is... He's tremendous, uh, but but nobody's been able to really run the football on them so far this season. I know they've only played one really difficult game, but we expected that defensive front to be really good, and so far they they've really delivered. They've lost some key guys though behind them, you know, whether it's Terrell Bernard, Jalen Petrie, some really Raleigh Tejada, some really good players back there. So I don't think they're quite as good back there, uh, but boy, that front uh, can make it really difficult uh, to get that run game going. And yeah, they, and you look at their offense, they're, they're committed to the run. And they had a big change, obviously, at quarterback. When you look at Bohannon, who won the Big 12 last year for them, and then they go with a, a, another kid, Shaven, coming in this, this game. And you're thinking this kid's going to be throwing the ball over the field. He must be great if you're going to replace a quarterback that just won the Big 12 for you. And not really. When you watch him play, they want to run and ball control that entire game. They're not looking to sling that ball over the field. So – uh, I'm a little surprised offensively what they've done so far, what I've seen on film. Uh, but they do have a nice one-two punch at running back that I think they complement each other very well. And they're very physical up front, and they want to set the tone. They're okay, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust kind of thing, which, again, in the big that's like the new Big 12 with everyone trying to ball control. But, uh, you know, I think offensively up front, they're very physical. They're very tough. 
I think they're still trying to find their identity offensively because, you know, they have a great quarterback, but they're more looking to control the ball and run and, and running games. So I still wouldn't be surprised to see them come out in this game and try to uh, throw the ball around a little more than they have in the past few games. Well, nobody's rushed for over 100 yards against Iowa State yet this season either. So that's going to be, I think that's going to be a telling uh, matchup in this game if Iowa State can slow down or, or stop the run, put them in long situations because we talked about the players they missed on defense. So the, you mentioned Gary Bohannon, the quarterback from a year ago gone, and his legs were so important to them last year. And Shapin doesn't really uh, give them that kind of, that kind of uh, a threat from, uh, from a running situation from the quarterback. They also lost a couple really good receivers too, Tyquan Thornton. I mean, they, they had a couple really good out, wide outs. Uh, so uh, I, I don't think they're quite as good there either. So I agree, Hark. I, th I think they are trying to find themselves. So when you're trying to find yourself, what do you do? You go with what you know, what's, what's really been proven, and that is that offensive line in the run game. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Guys, uh, one of the things that Iowa State has done very well so far this season defensively is create turnovers. A, a Big 12 high, eight turnovers created. They've forced four fumbles. They've intercepted four times. I mean, if that trend continues, look out. This, this could be really a great season if Iowa State can continue to force turnovers. We know the defense is going to be sound. They're going to be in the right place. They're going to do their job. But, man, creating all these turnovers, it just adds another dimension to what you can do as a football team with complementary football. How good is John Haycock right now as a defensive coordinator? When you, Fantastic. When you, oh, when you watch what he's doing with his defense, he's better right now than he was last year, and he was great last year. And He's bringing pressure from all over and from everybody, from every position. You don't know who's coming. A lot of times in the past, it was Mike Rose. You know, it's a three-down lineman, Mike Rose. Here we go. Well, not this year. It's coming from everybody. Ryan Vance has caused the fumble. Gary Vaughn's caused the fumble. Uh, Reader's had two interceptions. And it's just deception. You know, they don't know if Reader's coming on a blitz or he's dropping into pass coverage. And I really think right now this defense is playing – at a different level. And I think coach Haycock is even making bigger adjustments than he has in the past. And, and I think that's what's causing a lot of the turnovers is they're bringing pressure from so many different spots and you're, everyone's expecting it to come from Will McDonald, which obviously is a great pass rusher. So they're doubling up on them. Well, that's leaving MJ Anderson open one-on-one -on -one. that's leaving the linebacker one-on-one, -on -one, which is causing a lot of those turnovers, those strip sacks coming from those linebacker spots and the other defensive line positions. So again, I, John Haycock's a phenomenal coordinator, and I think it's proven out this year. He, While it's the same defense, I just feel like he has some different pressure packages with his personnel this year that's really paying off for him right now. Yeah, Reader. I mean, the three linebackers can all do a terrific job of bringing pressure on the quarterback, and they don't know who's coming. Sometimes they'll bring two of those guys. you know. So you're double-teaming Will, and all of a sudden you have them outnumbered, and you've got some guys that really have a nose to get to the quarterback. And if you look at Baylor so far this season, they've only given up six sacks, but the pressure uh, against BYU, the one really good opponent that they played, was really a big factor in that game. And hopefully, I think, if you, once again, if you can get them behind the chains, which BYU did a number of times in that game, then you bring the pressure. I think that's the recipe for a win uh, for Iowa State. And guys, I think there's another uh, element to – why Iowa State's created so many turnovers. I don't know that we've ever had a better pair of lockdown corners than we have with Miles Purchase and TJ Tampa. 
And even though they might not be the guys getting the turnovers, their ability to force that quarterback to hold the ball a little bit longer than deal with some of that pressure, I think is helping to create some of those turnovers. Then obviously, you know, Tampa had the tip ball that ended up in the reader to uh, interception against Iowa and he forced the fumble himself. But a lot of times just their presence on the field, talk a little bit about the luxury of having two really good lockdown corners right now in Miles Purchase and TJ Tampa. Well, I can't say enough about Tampa right now and where he's come. And then it Purchase is playing as good a football as he can play, too. So they're great tacklers, but, man, they're on islands out there uh, a lot of times. And, and John Haycock has a ton of confidence in them. And then the one person that I think that we're, that helps those two is Anthony Johnson. Yes. And how well he's transitioned to safety is, is unbelievable. He was a lockdown corner for us, and now he has the ability to cover that slot receiver. So you truly have three – big cover guys on the field that can also tackle. And I think that's the difference, John, when you said that the corner position is just a little different than it's probably ever been. The reason is the size. These, the size of these guys, they all are so big and lengthy and athletic that we've, we've had good athletes back there, but never at this size. And I think their ability to tackle in space, but also cover the big receivers out there is going to give us an advantage throughout the season. That's obviously already helped us, but they're playing really good football right now. And I think the other thing, too, you mentioned Anthony Johnson, absolutely. But I think the overall speed and size of our safeties makes a big difference, too. I think those guys, man, they can cover tight ends if they need to. I mean, and they've got the size to match up with some of these, you know, like Verdon, 6'4", you know, McGee. I mean, uh, all these guys, uh, I, I think, really helps helps the whole look of that defense, man. It looks like, I mean, a, a big, big time defense with the size they have and the speed we have back there. You know, Baylor has always been known for great speed and they certainly have it this year, but I think this is one of the first times Iowa state, you know, can match up favorably with the speed of the game against the bears. You've heard me talk about Authentic Brand's premium Cyclone apparel, but did you know that Authentic Brand manufactures a full suite of made-to-order company merch with infinite colors and decoration options and detailed trims that make your branding pop? Insist on the Authentic Brand label from your supplier or get connected to one of their authorized project partners. Visit Authentic-Brand.com and search the word project. Again, that's Authentic-Brand.com and search the word project. Guys, I want to I want to talk a little bit about Xavier Hutchinson because I think he's playing like a first team All American, and he didn't just come back to Iowa State. He came back with a purpose, and I, I'm going to be really surprised if he doesn't continue to just keep piling up numbers like he is and helping this team win and, and make some All American teams and maybe even first team All American the way he's going. Uh, he's been great. I mean, he's had a terrific career, but he's taken it to another level this year. You know, and kind of like what we're seeing, you know, with Will McDonald defensively. I mean, how many times has he tried to get in a pass rush without being double, at least double teamed? Like, never. I and mean, he's going to see more and more of that. But he's one of those elite guys who finds ways to beat man coverage. Uh, he can he can beat double coverage, but once again, anytime you have a guy being doubled, you have so much more opportunity for your other guys to make plays. So, I mean, he's helping not just on the plays that he makes, and they are they are plentiful, but he's helping create opportunities for other guys as well. And then you watch what Sean Shaw does. And so last week against Ohio, I think Sean Shaw had a great game, and that obviously the iconic run that he had after the catch for a touchdown was was pretty awesome to see him make that play athletically. But 
if we can get Sean Shaw on the other side of that field to be the outside guy, the big wide receiver, man, does that open things up for Demetri Stanley and Jalen Null? And yes, Xavier's having a year. I mean, just unbelievable. I, I tell me someone playing better than him, you know, right now, and the leadership that he's had on the field. But if we can get some help on that other side, wow. I mean, you you've got four wide receivers that are capable uh, of making big time plays, big speed. And so last week, I thought seeing Sean Shaw play like he did, if we can have him like that uh, throughout this season, that's only going to help Xavier and help everybody else out there. So, again, it, it was really good to see him come alive last week in that Ohio game. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, it's great to see Sean healthy again because we knew he could make plays. I mean, he had five touchdown catches as a freshman. He's just never been healthy. And now he's healthy again. And, man, he looks lean, and he, he just looks great. And so, yeah, really exciting to think about that possibility. Hark, your uh, your teammate at, at Iowa State and with Jacksonville, Reggie Hayward, among our inductees on Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, pretty exciting for Reggie, man, and he just, he deserves it. He really does. I can't be happier for him. He he was a kid that came in from Chicago that uh, he will tell you was probably a little immature, great athlete. You know, didn't understand what it took initially to to operate at that level of football. You know, other than just natural ability. And how he transformed from his freshman year to his senior year as a person is unbelievable. And he became a close friend of mine. Uh, we were actually travel roommates uh, our senior year. And I got to know him really well, obviously, that when, you, when you're staying with somebody on the road all the time and have great conversation. Um, I, I just can't tell you how great a person he is. Uh, and then what he's become, you know, as a person is unbelievable. I had a chance to uh, be at his house here this summer down in Jacksonville. For, I spent the morning with him and just had great conversation and it's just awesome to see a guy like him and what he's been able to do with his career. Uh, people remember he's, he was the highest paid free agent when he moved from Denver to Jacksonville, they wanted to stay in Denver and they just didn't pay him. And Jacksonville came in with the biggest paycheck uh, that year as a free agent to move him down there. He was a big time NFL football player, but again, he had a great career, but I think the, the story behind this is perseverance and, and his ability to change and get better. And, and, and I couldn't be happier for a guy like Reggie uh, just because the kind of guy he really is. You know, and, and we've seen that from other guys too, who come in, you know, whether it's any Uazarike, uh, guys that just show so much personal growth as well as football growth. But when I think of Reggie, I think of all the great plays he made, uh, but I still remember him digging the ball out of the pile of Colorado. In a, in a big moment in that football game. That's the one that really stands out to me to help you guys get a big win out there. That was a big win. That's it. I always say that's the game that Iowa State fans, if they could have been at live or watched, you know, on TV, that's the game that was an unbelievable game that I'm sure every Cyclone fan hasn't seen before. And Reggie made that play along with a bunch of other big-time plays. If you remember, he used to be the Superman blocking field goals. His vertical was like 40 inches, like 39 inches. I believe is what it was, right below 40. When you're 6'6", six, six, in his wingspan, when he was jumping over the back of our defense blocking field goals, he blocked three field goals that his senior year, um, our senior year, because he was able to vertically get up that high as a defensive end. And it just shows his athleticism, you know, from a position like that. But they, he had some iconic field goal blocks that you'll see highlights on sometime. And he, it literally looks like he's weightless when he takes off and jumps to block those things. And Eric, the, the quote after uh, he dug the ball out of that scrum was, "Old Reg came away with the ball." <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. I still remember. I still remember the field goal uh, touching the snow. 
<laughs> Is that Carl Gomez? Carl Gomez, yeah. <laughs> On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. Yeah, congratulations to all the Hall of Famers. Ashley Moss, Allison Lacey, uh, Bill Weeks, who was the, the Big 7 passing leader, um, Reggie Hayward and Joe Heskett. Um, and, and there are a lot of people coming Dean back. Utoff. Oh, Dean Utoff. I'm sorry. Dean yeah. Utoff, uh, who led the big eight and rebounding four years in a row. And so we have a great class. It, it's going to be a lot of fun to induct these guys tonight and then have them recognized in the stadium tomorrow. And also tomorrow guys, just, uh, another chapter in Iowa state Baylor history, man, this we're going to write another chapter tomorrow, and these chapters have all been really entertaining. <laughs> I mean, Matt, Matt's been here six years. Iowa State's won three. Baylor's won three. They've all come down to the, the final minutes, it seems like, and I'm just expecting more of the same tomorrow. I think it's a four-quarter game. I, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be any way around that. And uh, I, I, I just – one of the things uh, – you know, hope, hopefully Iowa State can shore up special teams. Baylor's always great at special teams. And Iowa State has been good at times this year, but a few things they need to clean up. And, man, uh, Baylor will make you pay if you make mistakes in, in special teams. They will. And that's what got us last year, that punt return. Yep. When you look at that game, you know, we had 480 yards of offense to their to like 260. So it wasn't, you know, the, the 22 on offense and defense. It came down to a special teams play, that punt return that really flipped momentum. If we if we don't have that punt return against us, I think we win that game uh, actually by probably 10. You know, I just felt like we had the momentum and that really flipped the game when that happened. So you're right, Eric. I think this game's going to come down to special teams without a doubt. Our 22 – offensively and defensively are, are set up to, to have a lot of success on Saturday, I believe. But those special teams are, are really are going to play into the momentum and the success of our football team in that game. Yeah, Tristan Ebner, who uh, found his way finally to the correct Bears. Um, but when he was with – he had the punt return, which was, as you mentioned, Hart, just a backbreaker. And he also had the kickoff return for a touchdown 98 yards when it felt like Iowa State had really grabbed some momentum in that game. So that was – that was huge. And then they had a defensive touchdown the year before. It seems like Baylor always is really good at getting non-offensive touchdowns. And if Iowa State can avoid giving up a non-offensive touchdown tomorrow, I think it really improves their chances. We've done it once this year with Iowa. We got through that one. I don't want to go through that again, you know, with a, a, a net five turnover game with three turnovers and two block punts and win a football game. But we got over that hurdle. Um, it's going to be a very similar type game. You just cannot give them a short field and you cannot lose on special teams because they absolutely will take advantage. You know, and going into the game, just having watched both these teams play, one advantage, I think, uh, for Iowa State in this game, I like our quarterback better than theirs. I mean, Hunter's got to play well, but man, he's off to such a terrific start uh, in this first year as a starter. I expect him to have a big game tomorrow, and I think that's going to be the difference. I'm with you on that, Coach. And uh, guys, thanks so much. It'll be an early morning tomorrow. Can't wait to see you at the stadium and uh, go Cyclones. Look forward to it. <laughs> Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.